MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A dribble, lets it fly. He throws it! FNTSY and Sports Grid Network present. Ball in his hands. Game on the line. Buddy, no. Tipped up by Dad! Hit the horn! Hardwood takeaways. It's Lillard. He got the shot off! Hello and welcome to Hardwood Takeaways, brought to you by the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman, and I'm joined once again by our friendo, the Welsh. Welsh, what's going on, man? Oh, hello. How are you? Basketball, fantastic. Little, uh, you been doing any little nutmegs lately? Uh, no, no. And if I did, I'd expect Trevor Reza to deck me if I was ah, trying to do that. So, only nutmeg I like is on a little bit of hot cocoa, Bogman. <laughs> so uh, what were your thoughts about that? Because... You know, everyone on NBA Twitter has 
just a ton of opinions on everything. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but there's I've a heard thing, of NBA Twitter. There's a thing called Twitter where you can find me at Bogman Sports. You can find the Welsh at Is It the Welsh, and you can find a lot of other people discussing things. And uh, uh, who was it? I keep wanting to say Harden, but it was Trey Young tried to pass the ball. If you don't know what the nutmeg is, it's when you go between a, a defender's legs, pick the ball back up. And uh, he tried to do that to Ariza, and Ariza kind of checked him. I mean, he knocked him on the ground. It was a clear foul. I don't think it was that disrespectful, though. And people were acting like, oh, what are you doing to Trey Young? Blah, 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 blah. He's the new superstar. You can't do that to him. But Ariza's a vet. I don't know. I'm probably... Uh, a little bit fairly skewed on this because Ariza was with the Rockets for so long and one of my favorite players, but I didn't think I it was think that you big are a little deal. bit. Now, you know what it is to me, though? It's a little bit like um, it's like a pitcher hitting a guy after he pimped a home run. Okay. That, that's how I see it. It's the same thing. Like they don't people don't like uh, it's it's getting shown up. And that's kind of one. it's not that it's a basketball unwritten rule by any means. But that was like how you're treat. You're almost treating it like, yeah, the young man was trying to do the thing. So he checked him. What's the big deal? And it's like, well, then you have to I would say you'd have to say the same thing about a dude, you know, pimping, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr. Pimping a home run. And then his next at bat getting beamed in the shoulder. I think well, it's about the same thing. One thing you won't see, though in baseball is that pitcher and hitter dab it up after the game and talk a little bit. And, okay, good point. Yeah. We did see that with Ariza and Trey Young. You know, I think Ariza went up and said, hey, man, I respect your game. Don't try to do that to me again, though. I think that, <laughs> you, that's you, what you Ariza dab? said. You do, you do some dabbing? Dab it up, you know. Uh, you got some dab in you? Yeah, I mean, I've I've had... How so, strong is your dab game? Uh, we're gonna about to find out, and you know, as soon as this is over. So yeah, uh, <laughs> let's, let's we should have a dab off. Let's see, let's have a dab off. We'll do a video. It'll be the Bogman Welsh dab off. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. Anymore, <laughs> I, th but. I think you're thinking dab is something very different than what I'm thinking. Bogman. <laughs> you sound like uh, Quentin Tarantino and Little Nicky. When he's like, the Lord loves you, my friend. And then he turns around to little Nicky and he's like, you make the Lord very nervous. <laughs> very, very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> what about the uh, the disrespect gate between G.A. and James Harden? It took another step in its development over yeah. this past weekend where, you know, during the uh, the All-Star game and the draft for that, um, you know, G.A. had a little disrespectful jab towards Harden where, uh, you know, Chuck said, you don't want the dribbler because he took Kemba Walker. And he said, uh, no, no, I want someone that passes the ball, which is funny because Harden leaves league and assists. But whatever, um, you know, and then um, he, who, who's the who's like top three in uh, shots attempted in the league. It's Harden in there. Oh, yeah. Harden's definitely in there. So you think, you think, you think he's James also Harden, he's also top in points per game. You think Harden is passing during an all star game? Uh, no, I mean, by the no way, he's not way. leading the league. He's seven, seven point three per game. James Harden, uh, 10.6, but he's ahead of GA. So, uh, in passes, there's that and points and threes. So, but I uh, think we're, we're coming back. You're defending Harden. Well, really interesting. Course. You're defending Rockets guys. Well, Bogdan of course I'm going to defend Harden in this one. Give me a break. <laughs> uh, Harden plays for the Blazers now. I don't care what he does. So I do like him as a fantasy player, but that's because he gets steals. You mean Ariza? Yeah. Who would I say? You said Harden. Yeah, you I said meant Harden Ariza, plays yes. for the Blazers. Yeah, you would be losing yeah. your mind. If oh, I, I would be hundred uh, percent. We better have got Lillard back. That's what I'd be saying. And Lillard <laughs> and Westbrook on the same team. That ain't going to work. But speaking uh, of, real quick, I don't mean to, to 
diverge, yeah, go ahead. but you sent me it's wild. It's just, it, you know, this show takeaways, we're taking away all the things that happen in the NBA, but also off the court. And um, CJ McCollum, he Instagrammed this post. You want to like, you want to talk <laughs> about the fear of the coronavirus. He said that he it was this long thing and I'm paraphrasing, but essentially that the coronavirus has made his made its way to the West because I think like there was a, you know, the first U.S. death happened in Washington. Yeah. And he had posted this whole thing. And at the bottom, he goes until further notice, I'm not signing any autographs. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like he's like he's taking it serious. I okay. wonder if we're going to see more of that. Well, we're definitely going to see more of that as this kind of moves. Are autographs throughout. being taken away from Bogman, but but well, I don't want autographs, you know that. But I think what these guys should do instead is maybe do, you know, maybe sign a bunch of stuff before the game starts and you know leave it out or give it to someone that uh, you pay to go and then hand out your your autograph or whatever. Or just not do it at all. Not, not do it at all is fine, too. I mean, you know me. I could care less about autographs. But let's get back to the Harden thing real quick because coronavirus okay. is hilarious. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it's you so funny. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It's a hilarious gas. But uh, someone the asked Harden, uh, someone asked Harden over the weekend, you know, um, what did you think about GA's comments? And he said, well, you know, I would love to be a physical freak, super tall, and with his athletic ability to dunk and all that stuff. But I gotta, you know, learn the game, mm-hmm. and and that was, and that's a dig right back at at GA. I think is good dig. is just good enough. But I don't know if you've noticed, but GA has been trying to, uh, I don't know. He tried to do a step back three, and he airballed it, and then he tried to do a euro oh, step. Oh man, do you see the? Do you see the Chris Paul one where Jay was at the three point line and yep. Paul was up on him and then Paul literally stepped back like yeah. he gave he gave him five feet. Just take he, it. He was I mean, without even he didn't say it or put his hands up, but his body movement was just take it. G.A. puts that shot up. Clank. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, G.A. is that's why they call him the Greek freak. He's one of the best basketball players out there. There's absolutely no doubt he's unbelievably gifted athletically, but he's got he's got a couple holes to be worked out here and there. That three shot needs to get better. He needs to get way better at the line. The and best he's, players he's don't have to be the be most as, complete players. Right. Yeah. I mean, do you think Shaq is the best basketball player ever? No. no. He's just a giant, enormous man that can back down anybody. So, I mean, he's a good basketball player, but technically, you know, I don't think there's any basketball player technically more sound than probably Chris Paul. You know, Chris Paul is probably the best as far as his mind goes. Uh, now he is a giant crybaby uh, to the refs. Everybody knows that. I'm not going to sit here and defend. Also, all that not stuff. a rocket anymore. Not well, rocket. I mean, uh, look, the Rockets have had guys I don't like. I never liked Chris Paul before he got to the Rockets, and I never liked Russell Westbrook either. Although Russell Westbrook, did you see the Rockets game this weekend against the Celtics? I did not. Forty-one points mm. wins that game. Uh, it, it was really, really close. Went into overtime. Uh, Jalen Brown hit a three at uh, at the buzzer to tie it to go to overtime, and it was an amazing play because it was off a missed free throw, and it got kicked around a couple times. Bounced out to Brown. He took it with no hesitation. I mean, just fluid movement. Knocked it down. Goes into overtime, but the Rockets still win. So mm, that's that, your favorite. That's your absolute that. favorite. You know, are we uh, are are we talking about any games this weekend? Because I've got one I want to bring to you. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. How about your boy on Saturday? I believe it was. Let me see if I have that right. Yeah, this was on. Um, yep, this was on Saturday against the Bulls. 
Mitchell Robinson, a career-high 23 points, had 10 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, a block, was 11 for 16 from the field in 29 minutes. This looks like the dude that you've been selling people on in the preseason. 23 points, 10 rebounds, 2 blocks, and 11 for 16 from the field. All right, so uh, give me the line one more time for Mitchell Robinson. 23-10, 2 assists, 1 steal, Two blocks, zero turnovers. Was eleven for twenty or eleven for sixteen from the field. One for three from the free throw line, and only played twenty nine minutes. Okay, here's a stat line that I like better, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, this is from February twenty six on the road against the Hornets. Thirty minutes, twelve points, sixteen rebounds, two assists, a steal, and three blocks. So he doesn't need to score, but he's barely ever. I think that's got to be a career high in boards for him at 16. No, I guess not, but it's uh, it's pretty damn close. So it's the 16 boards in the three blocks versus the one steal. I like that line better. I think this line well, had two pops. blocks in this one, though. He had two blocks, a steal, a couple yeah. assists. Yeah, you're right. But seven six, offensive rebounds, 16 boards. In okay. This I mean, game. Th- he he led the team. There were uh, only one person was close. Julius Randle, 22 and 10 and 32 minutes in that game. You had R.J. Barrett drop 19 and Taj Gibson drop 17. But I don't know. I mean, Mitchell Robinson just is coming through, man. Can I just tell you what a gentleman I am right now? By the way, I I thought about keeping receipts. In fact, I did keep a couple receipts on uh, the Mitchell Robinson stuff from from the preseason. Not firing back at all. See, I'm not like Harden or GA. So mm, okay, I'm a, yeah, I am the perfect gentleman. You were so. very much a gentleman. I mean, it's, it's not very NBA style, though. I mean, you know, who are you going to fire back at? Are you going to dab at the end? <laughs> There's a couple guys. There's a couple Twitter people that you could maybe... You can maybe uh, save those receipts people. and yeah, you can check yeah. out. That, that, that's more what I was talking about was the Twitter people. I will tell you, though, not. On, on Sunday, I'm not saying that this was a response. Because when did the GA and Harden thing go down? Wasn't that like Friday? That was on Friday, yeah. Okay. Well, you want a little bit of response. On Sunday, GA up against Charlotte. The Bucks won 29, or, uh, 29, <laughs> uh, 93 to 85. Got their 52nd win of the year. Here's GA's line. You want to talk about how uh, Harden's in his face about this, that, and the other thing? Not in his face, but... 41 points, 20 rebounds, 6 assists with 1 steal, was uh, was 17 of 28 from the field. He hit a 3, was 6 of 7 from the free throw line, and had a plus 22 in the game. And that's That's his response. I think the the most surprising thing about that game to me is that that was his first 40-20 game. He hadn't had one before that. Yeah. Uh, With all the rebounds that he gets, I mean, he averages like 15 a game. It's effing ridiculous. But uh, yeah, 40 and 20 with six assists. I mean, the guy answered back even on Friday as well. His line against, um, who'd they play on Friday? His line against the Thunder, even though he missed that three, uh, against them was still 32, 13, and six, uh, you know, 13 of 20 shooting as well, and four or five from the line, the most impressive number for him. Uh, but he only had to play 27 minutes because they smoked the Thunder. And, you know, now I'm a little surprised they didn't, they didn't even get to 100 points to, uh, to beat the Hornets, but they didn't have to because the Hornets, like, the Hornets right now are exactly who we thought they were in the preseason, right? We thought they were going to be one of the worst teams. They had the lowest Vegas win total, and they played much better than that for the first three months. But last two months, they have been garbage. So 
Oh. All right, I've got another game I want to talk to you about. This is another important thing. It's the slide of the 76ers. So they lost on Sunday. It was a big game, the Clippers, 136 to 130. The 76ers are now 9 and 22 on the road. I think of impact, they're the they're the worst road team, the worst playable road team in the NBA that's going to be in the playoffs. Like they're going to go in and is going to be their biggest crutch. They have the biggest target on them, but also they have been kind of a relative disaster comparatively to losing Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. But Shake Milton is a monster right now. Played 40 minutes in the loss to the Clippers, scored 39 points, 14 of 20 from the field. Shake was seven of nine from the three-point line. He had five assists. He had a steal in the game. He has been an an absolute built-up out of nowhere superstar. Uh, not really a superstar, but he's been playing like a superstar. He got them close-ish, but the 76ers continue the slide. The Clippers, they won their 41st of the year. But uh, thoughts on 76ers, the road stuff, or Shake Milton? Did Did you see our buddy Jonas's tweet? I didn't. Oh God! What is it? Did he did he just trade uh, DeAnthony Melton for Shake Milton? No, no, no. Well, yes, but th- okay, that, yeah, that's what I thought. Th- this isn't really that. And someone asked him uh, Melton versus Milton, and he said, "Well, I have to say Milton, and Melton is my son." So, uh, but he said uh, Ben Simmons was averaging over ninety-two touches per game. Lots of value opening up in Philly. Taking a flyer on Shake Milton in some leagues averages eighteen point seven. Five dimes, 3.7 boards, and 2.8 triples per 36 without Ben. And then he quote tweeted his own tweet and said, See, guys, sometimes per 36 works. Ha. Thanks for the uh-huh. win. Uh, thanks for the win, Shake. And I, mine, uh, my tweet underneath his was, I can't imagine who this is directed at. So because I <laughs> hate course. per 36 so much, you and I well, it's have famously nonsense. hated it. The, but, the he, only but he thing gets 40 that... minutes in this game. So makes well, sense. that's true. The only thing I've, I've ever really felt like it actually does positive is when you're looking because people will point to like guys that are in the 20 minute range but if you've got a guy who average you know this is where it also skews a guy will play like 10 minutes you know on average a game maybe eight minutes and then he gets that random 20 game so then you can kind of build those per 36s up because no guy in eight minutes does anything that a per 36 tells you anything about but but the per 36 identifies the guy that gets the spot minutes you know not a consistent it's eight 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 and then all of a sudden 24 and then eight seven and then 21 and then the per 36 might shine like hey this guy actually when given the opportunity otherwise it's just picking guys that are in like the 20 minute marker and it's losing our minds about it and i don't know it's just it's a weird it's a weird stat that people pick on going around the other notable games of the weekend looking at friday uh of course we already told you that the bucks beat the thunder we also had the jazz over the wizards the clippers big over the nuggets 132 to 103 on saturday uh the pacers won a road game 113 104 against the Cavs. ever since getting their uh heads caved in they have uh started winning games my rockets beat the celtics by one in overtime <laughs> And then on uh, <laughs> very bush, little bush like loud. <laughs> and then on Sunday, as we're talking right now, uh, the the Lakers and Pelicans are going on. That one's going to be a fun one to watch close out. But the Clippers are over the Sixers, one thirty six, one thirty. The Mavs beat the Wolves, and uh, the Nuggets won one thirty three, one eighteen over the Raptors with uh, Jokic having a triple double. But I did want to ask you one more thing before we go. Did you hear about? 
how LeBron and Zion have never talked. Never? Yeah, apparently. They've either never talked or they've never like sat down and talked. Maybe they've talked a little bit on the court, but uh, you know, LeBron usually takes guys aside and stuff, and he just hasn't done that with Zion. Really? I wonder what that's about. I mean, I mean, they're two very different players. Right. You know? they, they don't. They're, well, I don't know. I mean, Zion, Zion's come out, come out the gates with his game being different than I thought it was going to be. Zion I'm not saying he'll, he's not going to be a LeBron, though. Isn't he the biggest rookie to come out since LeBron, though? Zion, like the most hype around him since LeBron. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. So I just found that a little weird. I mean, we'll see if their relationship grows. I mean, you know, LeBron usually likes to be a pretty damn good leader of the NBA. I think he's doing a solid job of that. too. Yeah, so. I mean, and he's kind of like taking that de facto job up. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's really odd. That's I wonder if there's something to it or and you also got to think, I mean, LeBron is his focus has got to be harder than ever because he's not getting any younger. They've been built. They built this special team kind of around him with the Lakers. Like, how many more years does LeBron have? That's something. How many do you think? How many think do, does he really have left? Like ten or fifteen. Like that dude is just. <laughs> it, they, they they. I can't remember who it was. Someone was like, LeBron eats like garbage and still looks like that. Like they they said his diet is not fantastic. It's not like you would think like, you know, a super millionaire has a, a trainer and a cook and all that stuff in their house. They're like, he doesn't really do that. He eats McDonald's and crappy food, uh, greasy food all the time. And that's what he looks like. You know, it's just some guys are blessed with it. And the rest of us are big, huge fat asses when we don't work. 20 hours a day so uh that's uh just the way of it so i I don't know i think that um if he keeps eating like that maybe five or six good years left and then whatever to polish off his career but if he actually you know gets a dietitian and all that stuff he could probably last another decade of good play you know it's interesting uh coming up on monday if people are looking probably the biggest game to keep your eyes on uh for tonight on nba tv and i believe the time zones always screw me up i believe this is 7 30 eastern the bucks and the heat are going to be battling it out and ga you know you were mentioning his rebounds averaging 13.7 per game this year 29.7 points just on that 30 marker so 29.7 13.7 rebounds and almost six assists they're going up against the 38 and 22 Miami Heat team who is 25 and 4 at home and the bucks are 25 and 5 away so this is a battle of some of the best at home and the best on the road well the bucks where, only have they get, sorry I didn't mean to cut you off but yeah. they they can only lose five more times this season if they're trying to get to that 70 wins. so Yeah, I mean, I think that's a phenomenal just um, uh, battle of home and away. And then just because you brought it up before, the Pacers have another road game, and they're going to be traveling to San Antonio. They're 15 and 14, so they potentially have the chance to lose a positive, positive. I mean, I guess if you want to consider 500 still in the positive, but lose the plus 500 record away because they're 15 and 14, 36 and 24 in the year, and they're going uh, to San Antonio, and that is the late game. Yeah, and the Grizzlies are playing the Hawks, and I know a lot of people are going to look at that and roll their eyes, but the Grizzlies are fighting for that playoff spot. They're two and a half games up on the Pels, three games up on the Kings right now, Kings and Spurs, and uh, three and a half up on the Blazers. So uh, that spot is still up for grabs, so that's going to be a huge game on Monday as well. It's good stuff, man. Catch them back up from the weekend. I love it. And that is going to wrap it up for us, but the Welsh will be back with you tomorrow night to talk about those games we just went over, plus more action. Remember, you can follow us on the Twitter, at Bogman Sports for me, 
at is the Welsh, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Take it easy. Later, guys. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.